0: Download the Instacart app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply.
1: The following is a paid program. The views or claims made are not necessarily those of W.I.L.K.'s staff, management, or sponsors. It's time for Laurie and Lynn. Local talk to start your weekend right. And now, Laurie and Lynn on W.I.L.K.
2: Good morning. How are you? Good, good morning. I'm I'm great. How are you doing?
3: I'm doing pretty good. Um, able to get my two feet out of the bed this morning, so I consider that a good thing. That's good for <laughs> anybody. Yep. Yeah, it is. It is. It it's
2: a parade.
3: So um, I I guess there's a lot of baseball going on between my husband and, and the, the great Meyer Moskowitz and company. They went to a game, what was it, last? not last night. Well, as we're recording it, yeah.
2: Yes, uh, last night during the, night. A, a very hot, hot, hot night. Yep. And they'll, well, your guy won't go, but they'll be going again on um, Friday night. And then mm-hmm. um, a Christmas gift in the making was um, Saturday and Saturday, Randy and Meyer will be going to the Bronx and spending the day at the Yankee game. They're playing the Cubs, I think. Okay. So they'll be baseballed out, although I don't think you can get many men to complain about being baseballed out. No.
3: No, I I agree with you. I don't think it ever goes away.
2: No. I think it's a great sport, and I, I love how people um love it and it's very relaxing. There there is a very um calming uh way of when you're watching a game. So I, I think it's great. So Yeah. And that well, stadium I, we have, which we all we always talk about, Lynn, that stadium yeah. is totally um incredible. I mean it's beautiful, it's totally unappreciated, I guess. Not totally, that's not a good word, but it's 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 I think much unappreciated by our own community because it is it's a wonderful place to go it really is
3: i agree with you that new stadium yep. is really well designed and it has so many amenities in it um like i said i you know i i just go and i sit in my seat and watch whatever there is to watch but my granddaughter was running around with her father and I understand that there are some areas for kids to do things in. I didn't even know they were there, where they can mm. hit the baseball. They can do all kinds of stuff that uh, is designed specifically to get kids engaged when they're there so they aren't boarders here. So yeah,
2: that, that uh, I was surprised. I, don't I was yeah, surprised. Cool. I
3: thought, that's nice.
2: And I will so, tell yeah, you this. Every Friday night, which everybody probably already knows, but every Friday night that they are in town, that they are that they are home, there are fireworks immediately, and I mean immediately following the game. Mm-hmm. They are some of the best fireworks I have ever seen. They're magnificently done. They're beautiful. They, they I, seriously the best. We went the other night, the Fourth of July. We didn't go to the meeting. Uh, the game but we went to watch them. That it was like a double double um firework display or something. It was wonderful. It is they put almost everyone around here to shame. It is incredible.
3: So we don't know that
2: yeah. no I don't. I just said that last night. I wonder which company does these for them because they are spectacular. Mm-hmm. So and it's I mean as soon as the the game's over like within a second or so the lights are out and the fireworks are up it's like it's like boom <laughs> boom boom it's done it was it's yeah it was um it's great it it was uh, a great experience and of course we were out Sunday Monday night to see the Scranton uh fireworks but we we were in we thought they were going off one of the other buildings um Uh, parking lots and so last year we were at the back of the Radisson and it was perfect and so we went to that same location thinking that's where we're going to be and lo and behold they they threw them off they fired them from the parking lot on North Washington and Linden Street so we were you know we had a little bit of a visual disadvantage we were at a little bit more of a visual disadvantage but it was it was uh It was nice. It was very nice, and it was packed downtown. So the rain held up, and it was great. So that was all good because I know so many people enjoyed that um, Scrantastic-type event Mm -hmm. that went on. So it was great. It's good to see a lot of people and kids and families. It was great.
3: And it was really a perfect summer night for fireworks. Yes. Just the best. Mm -hmm. We got lucky on that one in the middle of all the
2: rain. Yes, it was great. So that was – and then um, Friday night, I I think I told you a little bit about um, we had a dueling piano, Broadway Theater League did a dueling piano fundraiser at Madam Jenny's, and we had such a blast that it was (laughs) so fun to sit there. First of all, that place is gorgeous, and you step back in time when you walk in there. And so we ate at Al Mary's first, and then just walk back through the back and go into Madam Jenny's, and it was, it was absolutely beautiful, and the place is beautiful, and the event was great, and these guys, two dudes from New York, um, put on a show. It was, it, they were wonderful. They were great entertainers, a great musicians and sing along with the songs and people bidding and they'll he'll say, Well, we just got twenty dollars to play Whitney Houston's I Will Always Love You but twenty one dollars will get me to stop it. <laughs> so like it was it was great. So, <laughs> That's good. so yeah, we had a lot of fun. Um and took a little bit in the beginning, I think people had to kinda of get used to what they were Looking to like what you do? Can you still talk? and you do? And then once people got the hang of it, it was it was great. It was a great night. I mean, we never left. I, I think we were walking out the door a quarter of eleven. So wow! Um, and it was a nine, a seven to ten kind of thing. But it was it really, and we had a blast. So a nice little night for uh, Broadway theater and a Good. little fundraiser. So yeah, it was great. So that <laughs> capped off that started the weekend, and then. Um, we went down to, uh, the lace work Saturday morning, Donna Barbetti and I, um, and Diane Baldy stayed for a little bit. Uh, we went to meet a Irish fellow who is working in Matt Cartwright's. He's a fellow at Matt Cartwright's office in DC and he's right from Dublin and Matt thought it'd be neat. To meet some Irish organizations and people in this town, since we're so many of us are Irish, and so it was a nice little turnout at the Laceworks, and uh, we we, we purposely got there a little bit. But it's the old. Um, um,
3: no, I know what it is. But was it a restaurant oh. or where did you meet them the at Laceworks? the Laceworks?
2: Yeah, we met them in no 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 not that not that place. The Laceworks is the bar that used to be Jilly's. Oh, oh, okay. Yes, I do yeah. understand. Is that Court Street or something? <laughs> Pardon me? It's on yeah, Port Court Street? Yes, Street. Yes. Okay. Yes. And, um, Got it. It, so we went there in the morning. We went purposely, we were not having breakfast, but we wanted to, you know, we, we wanted to get there and participate. So we did, and we ended up sitting in at the bar, which was great, and, um, but it was the morning, you know, it was, it was, but it was nicely attended and the kids adorable and it was nicely covered on the news. And we had a nice morning with, with this. I really didn't even get to meet him. There were so many other people there. Um, but got time to speak with Matt Cartwright and it was not done. And I were, you know, doing our thing and it was great. It was a great morning. And, uh, so that's, that was the next day. And then uh, I had a party at my sister's on Saturday night that I went to in her beautiful backyard, and mm-hmm. it was a full weekend, full and very full weekend. Sounds it.
3: It sounds yep. like you so didn't had a lot stop.
2: Of- <laughs> no, I didn't. It was busy. It was busy, busy. But that's better because I stay out of trouble that way. Well, so.
3: <laughs> there are those who would yes. agree. Yes. Yes.
2: Yes. That's yes for absolutely.
3: Sure. Absolutely. Yeah
2: so how about you what did you
3: guys end up doing I did an extremely boring dull weekend I did absolutely nothing and I really couldn't do much of anything because uh you know I just have this breathing issue that uh, makes it really tough for me to be outside in this kind of uh, oppressive heat and um, I just had to opt to stay inside and I thought about this the other day that starting with I guess it was uh, when that first wave of the Canadian wildfires started. I believe that was June 8th, if I recall. Uh, and I only know that because I remember seeing it on the weather report one night that June 8th is when this all began. I have had the air conditioning on in the house from June 8th until now. Still there. Because I just i and I don't want to go outside as soon as I do, I can feel all this pressure in my lungs, so I just said, "Oh, who needs to who needs that so as yeah. a result, I sat in here and looked outside. I ventured well, out every once in a while just to throw a burger on the grill, you know, but uh, we haven't been to the lake for the same reason, just been too difficult, so I'm hoping that if this humidity business goes away, uh, we might be able to get out and do some stuff. And I understand it's supposed to be a beautiful week coming up. That's much lower humidity and more temperate temperatures.
2: Well, that's right up my alley.
3: That's your what?
2: Right up my alley.
3: Yeah, me too. I can breathe. So uh-huh. I'm looking forward to it. So uh supposed to be some rain next weekend, but uh, whatever, you know, only so much you can do.
2: Well, this you weekend is to almost stay, here. So.
3: Well, I'm talking about next weekend.
2: No, I know. Supposed, I'm just saying. Uh, I no, know, I know that's what you meant. But I'm saying, well, this weekend's almost here, so we'll enjoy in front yeah, of so. and have a good time.
3: I I would like to hope we do that. Yes, I do.
2: There you go. Mm -hmm. All right. Well, we are going to take a quick break, and we'll be right back. You're listening to the Laurie and Lynn Show.
0: Hi, this is Nancy Kamen from WILK's Morning News, and I know Laurie Cadden. A lot of people know Laurie Cadden. And more importantly, Laurie Cadden knows a lot of people. Laurie Cadden Enterprises specializes in fundraising, public relations, and special events. Laurie cadden can take your business or organization to the next level this isn't something that you learn about in a book heck it can't even be taught Laurie cadden lives it she knows how to work a crowd open doors and build and nurture relationships with Laurie cadden enterprises you get ta-da Laurie cadden and her 20 plus years of experience call Laurie today at 357-8399 357-8399 or email Laurie, Laurie L a u r i e at LaurieCadden.com, dot com, L a u r i e c a d d e n Laurie Cadden Enterprises, because it is
1: It's Saturday morning with Lori and Lynn. Now, back to Lori and Lynn.
3: Hi, we're back. My name is Lynn Evans, and I am a certified financial planner and managing director of a company called Women of Substance LLC. That's a financial planning firm devoted specifically to the needs of baby boomer women.
2: And I'm Laurie Cadden, the owner of Laurie Cadden Enterprises, which is a fundraising, PR, and special event business.
3: And for those of you who are loyal fans who listen to us every week, you will remember last week I made mention of a, a new gig for older people who can be influencers and start selling their their wares, representing companies, um, to their followers. And here's one in particular that I thought was very much fun. This is uh, uh, from The Apple, which is the AARP magazine for um, lots of topics, but AARP. And this is uh, how my 99 year old mom became a social media influencer and how she made me one too by Gail Kirschenbaum. So she said yesterday I was on my morning call from New York with my nearly 100 year old mother in Florida. When she said, Gail, I wasn't going to tell you this. Last night when I came home, I turned off the alarm and dropped my keys. Then I tripped on them and fell down. Mom lives alone in a small house. She was okay, just slightly bruised, and shared how she was able to get up. She remembered what the physical therapist told her to do. Scoot on her butt to a place where she could lean her knees on a pillow or something soft. And where there's a ledge, table, or something sturdy, she could grab to lift herself up. Mom, I said, make a video about this. This is a great tip for your fans. Over the phone, I then taught mom how to shoot her own social media videos with her iPhone. She sends them to me, and I edit and post on my Instagram, where at this moment, she slash we have 38,000 followers. Mom's story of how she scooted on her rear to the sink where she has a thick mat that cushioned her knees and held onto the sink and pulled herself up has over 68,000 plays on Instagram and 233 comments. I also posted on TikTok and Facebook where I noticed people are continually sharing this video giving helpful advice from my elderly mom. Mom is a fashionista, and a while ago, I shot a 22-second video of her dressed in a long tan top with black leggings as she was leaving her home to play cards with her girl gang. Yes, she still drives, though their card games take place in her clubhouse less than a mile away. I posted it on Instagram And now it has more than 3 million plays. And the number keeps growing. Four years ago, I launched my Instagram account to showcase my photography. It was slowly increasing. Then last summer, when we were celebrating mom's 99th birthday, I posted a video of her her talking about turning 99. It went viral. That was the beginning of our journey into social media influencing. We share videos that range from mom's chicken soup recipe to our adventures together at local restaurants or on vacations. And in between, you can find postings on mom's secrets to longevity and on our transformed relationship from volatile to forgiveness to becoming best friends. We've come a long way. Mom shocked me when she made a video for Yom Kippur, the Day of Atonement for Jews. I encouraged her to talk about our story of healing after years of challenges. I had spent decades hearing her constant criticism about my hair, my nose, my body, my lifestyle, and for many years felt intense anger. I chose not to become a teacher, something she was telling me to do since I was five years old. Instead, I embarked on an award-winning creative career working in many disciplines, But by the time I hit middle age, I knew I had to let go of my resentment and documented this personal story of forgiveness in a feature film called Look at Us Now, Mother. I am now in my late 60s, and we've enjoyed this last lap of both of our lives in a close and invigorating relationship. We FaceTime, Zoom, and chat several times a day. Together, we hit happy hours, stores, and museums, and traveled the world. Our adventures include two trips exploring India with rides on elephants and having our hands dyed with henna. Before sunrise, we climbed onto a small rowboat in Varanasi on the Ganges River to watch a cremation ceremony. After visiting Abu Dhabi and Dubai, we boarded a cruise ship to Jordan where we hopped on a rickshaw and had a bumpy ride to Petra. Moving through her 90s with vigor and an open mind, there wasn't anything mom wouldn't do. She always said yes. As she inches toward 100, still living alone, increasingly I'm becoming her go-to person, caregiving when needed. This is a role I'm happy to accept. Nudging her to do a post for the holidays, mom made a video that spoke honestly about our relationship looking right at the camera she said gail you came into this world as an artist with a strong personality and i guess i didn't know how to handle it somewhere along the line i went off track and hurt you badly you're an extraordinary filmmaker and a wonderful artist You know how proud I am of you. But yes, I was very harsh in so many ways. And for that, I ask your forgiveness. In my heart, I know you forgave me. But now I am trying to forgive myself. I love you from the day you were born till the day I die. And then I will watch you from afar. I was so touched by this powerful message. And her fans went wild. Since I posted this earlier this year, There have been 20,000 plays on Instagram. In August, Mom becomes a centenarian. And to celebrate this milestone, we're booked on a luxury cruise Mediterranean Sea Adventure that will take us to Italy, Greece, and Croatia. What is most touching and endearing are the comments both on our thread and the many that are sent to me privately, such as these. Your mom is a rock star. And thank you to both of you for sharing your love, wisdom, and joy with, each, with, each, with us each day. We get messages from followers all over the world, spanning Nigeria to Australia to Spain and throughout the Middle East. Today, I can't imagine life without her. As mom often says in our videos, we are not only mother and daughter, we are best friends. And thanks to social media, we are touching people across the globe. I never thought possible to reach.
2: That is amazing. Ah, oh, yeah, and that's beautiful. And what a nice mother to say because you know mothers and daughters have such crazy relationships and uh, at so many different times throughout our lives. You know, and yep. to, to own to own your and and be accountable for your. Actions and to apologize so honestly to her daughter because clearly the daughter was hurt and she said that. I mean, how do you talk about somebody's nose? It's the nose before. <laughs> it's not like it's yeah. like, changed. hair. Like, you gave or, me you know, the jeans like, for God's sake. It, yeah, and it's like telling me it, you know I don't like your eye color. I mean, what the hell? Uh-huh. You know. This, but this, did you ever read the book "Lynn, My My Mother, Myself" by Nancy Friday? No, that's a good one to read too. That reminded me of that. Yeah. Mm -hmm. So you know, it's all. It's just. I I think mothers look at daughters and they want them to do what maybe they didn't, or they hope, or made, or they want them to do the. In my mother's case, the exact same thing they did, like becoming a nurse and then being a not nursing school dropout. Um, (laughs) You know. So I. I, That's my. It's like beauty school dropout, nursing school dropout. So um, mm-hmm. you know, I mean, it's it, it. There, it's just expectation. I think that's why I'm so happy that I have boys, because it's less of that. It's less of that. Well, that's so it, true. it's, but it's, but it makes sense. I mean, I, I. It's just, let's, you know, hopefully you can do it as good as me, or you could do it in spite of me, or you can do this, and I didn't, so maybe, so whatever. But it's all, also hard sometimes for moms to um, accept that their, the, their person, their daughter is wants something other than they think they, she should, they, they should have. And right. I think the arts are a very hard one for people to, to stand behind because they think, oh, it's going to take you forever. You're never going to get, you're never going to uh, get, in, become employed or you're being, you know, it's, it's very skeptical. I remember telling even my son, Tommy, go, go to Broadway, try out mom. Do you know how many starting artists there are? Yes, I do. But you know how many people were noticed? Go and see, I mean, give it a shot. So I think mm-hmm. it's, um, you know, I, I think I think we all experience it in one way or the other. But girls and their mothers, whoa, can be very difficult. Did you and Shirley have any type of um, at, adversarial relationship at all, oh, or were course. you always pretty cool?
3: <clears throat> no, okay. no, I was always, I was always pushing the edges of the envelope for everything, everything. I was the yeah. one who was always doing what I wasn't supposed to do, but but not. But not feeling like I was doing it just to be antagonistic. I was doing it because I was honoring my own inner guidance. Let's call it that, and and say you know that this is this is what I need to do. And I'm sorry that it offends you, but I don't have a problem with it. You know, and I I I just thought yeah, she and I had a lot of conflicts (laughs) with that, but I think. Well, I think it all it comes out like this woman's talking about, Gail. At some point, you get to uh, an understanding that you are now a well-formed adult human being, and you are good. You are, you are doing what you want to do or you're not. But in any event, it's all your choice, and you can let go right. of the need to have to justify it to a parent. You are who you are, and I think that's the same place that she got to. In this, in this article that she was willing to forgive her mother and get past all the nonsense and just get to know her as a human being who was pretty outrageous. I mean, in a good way, you know, and she right. respected that. So uh, I think we all reached that point. I'm thinking too, just quickly about um, what you said about the arts, because my stepson um, and his parents were very much at odds about him pursuing a career in film, which has always been his passion. They wanted him to go to school and get an accounting degree just so he had something to fall back on. And thank God he said no. And now, you know, I don't know that how many people know this, but he's the president of a, a motion picture distributing company in New York, and he's doing extremely, extremely well and loves what he does, loves it. So yep. I'm glad he had the guts to pursue his passion and tell them to go pound sand. Right. So on that note. And yeah, there we go. Well,
2: Lynn, who's our, who's our guest
3: this week? Well, our, our guest expert this week is Bradley Perry, who is the uh, public relations liaison, liaison. Yep. for the Veterinary Referral and Emergency Center. And he has got some good stuff to tell us about pet care in the summer. So we'll be right back. You're listening to the Laurie and Lynn show and stay tuned.
1: and Google Play. We record these lively conversations with women who've been there and have great advice to give others so they don't go down the same dark holes. And we feature some experts who share some great ideas to be prepared before you have to face these transitions. And we have a whole lot of fun. Please don't let the fear of not knowing about personal finances stop you anymore. I am here to take the confusion and mystery out of money. Go to my website, lynnsevans.com, and see how we can set up a time to talk or browse around the many blogs and other free info on the site. Remember, money's not the enemy. Your ignorance of it is.
2: Business Banking at Fidelity.
4: We have a great relationship with Fidelity. They're like family with us. They're right next door to my business. If there's ever a problem just one phone call. I don't even have to go to them, they come to me, it's great. I love being in the business, this was meant for me. We're very busy, I'm running every day and I love to stay busy. So that's why I need a bank that's gonna be there for me when I need them. Back in 2006, we were having a problem with our lease in our other building. We were looking for a place to go. We stumbled upon this this location. It's right in the heart of downtown, right in the the middle of the city and it happened to be right next to Fidelity Bank. They went out of their way for us to get this building. It was wonderful, and it's been a great relationship ever since. I have a business line of credit with Fidelity that gives me buying power. My credit card machine runs through Fidelity. My checking account, uh, my payroll taxes, they take care of it all for me. I bank with Fidelity, don't you?
3: Member FDIC.
1: Here's Lori and Lynn
2: Hi, everybody. Welcome back. You're listening to the Laurie and Lynn Show. I'm Laurie Cadden, the owner of Laurie Cadden Enterprises, which is a fundraising PR and special event business.
3: And my name is Lynn Evans, and I am a certified financial planner and managing director of a company called Women of Substance, LLC. That's a financial planning firm that's designed specifically for the needs of baby boomer women. And we have a guest expert with us today from the Veterinary Referral and Emergency Center in Clark Summit. And his name is Bradley Parry. And Bradley is the public affairs liaison for Veterinary Referral and Emergency Center. He has some really good tips for what to do with animals, uh, the, the four-legged friends we have, and... Um, especially in really, really hot weather like we're going through right now. So, Bradley, welcome, and let's dig right in. What are the things we need to know?
5: Well, um, one thing that we all need to be consciously aware of in the summer is heat stroke and heat exhaustion. Um, You know, temperatures are starting to ramp up, so it's kind of important to know the signs. Of heat exhaustion and uh, or a heat stroke in your animal um, so if you're looking at your animal and you see that they're disoriented um, they become unresponsive there um, could be signs of tremors or seizures excessive of panting drooling vomiting bright red or purple gums and tongue sometimes they'll kind of look glassy or a little glazed, um, their heart rate will increase and sometimes they'll start to walk with a little bit of a stagger or they'll have the inability to get them. Sometimes they collapse and then um, ultimately if they have a high body temperature, that would be very indicative of you know, uh, them having an episode of heat stroke or heat exhaustion.
3: And then what do you do if you see that? Um, so
5: if you your animal displaying any of those signs um, you should move them to somewhere cool near a fan if possible. Um, moving air is important so um, you know you just want to get you know a good airflow get that circulation around them going well. Um, you want to think about using cool not cold water and you can wipe your pet down with a towel. And then you want to try to offer them room temperature water, not cold, again, because um, if you give them anything that's super cold, you can throw them right into shock. Um, oh, so wow. you, want to be, you want to be very careful. You want to be making sure that it's cool to the touch, and especially with the, you know, if you're trying to get them to the drink, making sure that it's room temperature is where it's at. I
3: have to tell you that uh, probably it was, uh, maybe four or five years ago, when I had um, Calvin, who is a um, either a Japanese or American bobtail cat, so he has he the breed is he's born with no tail. So I had him at our house at the lake, and he loves to go out into the um, the yard, and there's just a lot of bushes and trees and things like that, and there is there are pavers in the front of the house which, of course, are bricks, and they hold the heat. Well, this goof, I'm looking at him, it's July-ish, somewhere in there. He goes out the front door with me, and he sits on the pavers and lays down on the pavers, and I'm wondering why doesn't this natural instinct kick in and say, hmm, I'm like a fried egg here on top of this thing. But he sat there, and and I, I I just figured, oh, I walk around the side of the house, he'll come and join me. But he didn't. And when I came um, back, which was maybe five minutes later, I could see him. That his heart was racing, um, you know, all kinds of crazy things going on with him. So I just picked him up and brought him down into the cellar where it was much much cooler. And I called the VREC and I said give me some help here. What do I do with him? And they said exactly what you just said, that you put a fan around him, which I had plenty of them in the house, and tried to get him to drink water, but not cold water. And he did for a little bit. But it just amazed me that the natural instinct should be get out of the sun. But they didn't. He didn't.
5: But you know what? At least you, you can you can see the results of what happens when you get them and when when you take the when you take action and you get them in a nice cool area, and you do the things that are needed, and you can kind of you know avoid uh, complications you know very quickly just yeah. by doing those.
3: Made a huge difference. Really did. He was back to himself in a very short period of time. So. Uh, that, that works. and I, I say that to people because I experienced it and and it's true. You have to keep your eye on them because I just assumed that they instinctively would take themselves to places that were not hot, but they don't. So you got to keep yeah. an eye on them.
5: Yeah. It, it's sometimes all it takes is minutes. Um, and yeah, you know, it's, kind of like, um, you know, some, some of the things that you want to pay attention to as well is like, you know, you want to think about like kind of like maybe avoiding walks or playtime during like the hottest parts of the day. Um, one yeah. thing that you could as well as also um, provide multiple freshwater uh, sources in the home and outside. Um, typically, senior dogs, puppies, long-haired and short-nosed breeds are at a higher risk uh, for heat mm-hmm. exhaustion or Stroke. Um, so, if you fall in any of those categories, it's you know you want to you know pay extra special attention.
3: And you mentioned something uh, before we went on the air about uh, what happens when you see animals that are left in a
5: car. I want to yeah. make sure we get yeah. that out there. So, um, yeah, because with know,
2: Bradley, that's so important. Yeah, that's so important. It,
5: It is. And we hear it every summer. Um, However, um, there are people who are unaware of the dangers um, about leaving animals in a car. Um, So if you do ever see a pet left in a car, um, you can first thing first, take down the car's make and model, um, also the plate number. Um, Especially if you're nearby a business, you might want to notify them if they're able to. They might be able to make an announcement to find the car's owner. Like I said, many people are actually unaware of the dangers. Um, So if they're alerted, they can return quickly in that situation. However, if they can't be found, um, you could call the non-emergency line for local police and animal control. And the best thing to do after that is just wait by the car for them to show up. So that way, you know, the situation is being handled correctly. Um, but also you want to be in the know of your local and state laws, um, under certain circumstances, um, good Samaritans can legally remove animals from cars, but again, you want to check, um, the state that you're in, um, you know, obviously we're all traveling. Um, so if in certain circumstances, you can legally remove the animal from the car, then, you know, at least you're uh, you know, in the right to do so if you're protected. Um, But if you think about it, um, you know, even on a more temperate day, um, think about like maybe like 72 degrees outside. um, A car can heat to 116 degrees within an hour. Um, And as temperature rises, that window closes. So it just gets more dangerous as time goes on and even if you're just even rolling a window down it has very little effect um so it might be better to you know um if you have an errand to do um if you're taking your animal to the vet but you have an errand it might be more responsible to just take them home first um get them in a cool environment and then go about doing the rest of your day um, it's just about, you know, staying cognizant about making the right decision in that case. Yeah.
3: You, you also mentioned that there's uh, sometimes when it's appropriate that you can try to smash the window or whatever. And if you see something like that, uh, what would be justifiable to say if you saw an animal that was looked like it was passed out or something uh, – I don't understand when it's okay to be a good Samaritan. To me, if so, I see any animal inside of a car with the windows up and it's eighty some degrees, that's enough reason. Yeah, it's
5: it, it's it's one of those it's 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 you know no pun intended. It's one of those things that makes your blood boil. Um yes. Just uh, if we've all been inside of a hot muggy car, and you know if we feel uncomfortable, our animals definitely feel uncomfortable. Um so you really want to check with your you want to do your research. You want to look up state laws um and just making sure that you're legally able to do so because in that instance if you can um you know if an animal's really panting and they look like they're about to go out um, If, you know, you're protected, um, then breaking a window to, you know, go ahead and do – to remove the animal would be okay. Um, But, again, it's all about making sure that you do the research and you know you're protected if you find yourself in a case like that. Um, So, you just have to kind of know what you're doing. Um, And the best thing you can is just – or the best thing you can do is just spread the word – um, you know, making sure that, you know, people know, um, the dangers, um, cause you know, you never know, you might be in a conversation and then this topic might pop up and then that's your chance right then and there to, you know, inform the group and say, Hey, um, you know, this is probably not a good idea. Um, because even more temperate temperatures, there's still dangers that pose a lot of risk for your animal. Um, so, you know, if the animal is really struggling, um, you know, it's kind of about saving the animal at that point at any cost, um, just because you know it's it's not it's not fair to them uh, to suffer in that situation. Yeah, That's
2: yeah, and you know, thing. like Bradley, the, the other thing is you have to be very careful, like again, knowing laws and what what you can and can't do because. Who knows if that owner shows up? And I mean, I've seen these things on television other where these people get so picked up because somebody had the nerve to call and report them. I mean, what is wrong with these people? I mean, the, the responsibility is huge when you put an animal in your car, and then they get upset with you. So you really do have to be careful with everything uh, when you make those decisions to do that.
5: Exactly, I I I, I do I, I agree with you. It's I I I always you kind of question, you know, what's what's you know going on in that person's head, um, just because it's not worth yeah. it. It's not not worth the consequences for anybody, um, and it's not worth the and it's definitely not worth. It.
3: Bradley, I had one question. I see every night on Channel Sixteen, they do a, a kind of a forecast of what is the temperature supposed to be of the pavement tomorrow during the times that most people would be walking their dogs? And the reason they do it is because obviously the pavement heats up and retains the heat much quicker than the grass or something on the side. I know that's a problem. Do you ever see anything like that? People have to bring their dogs in to VREC because they burn their paws?
5: Um, I personally haven't seen it uh, recently. However, um, that is a common thing that does happen um, within the veterinary community, Um, primary vets see it. Um, However, um, we have seen it in the past um, where, you know, someone had their dog outside and the pavement was too hot and the paws got burned. Um, Their pads are super, super delicate. Um, So you want to test it. If you can't stand on it, then your pet can definitely not tolerate it. Um, So you kind of want to put yourself through it first, and if you can't handle it, again, they can't handle it. So it's best to keep them off the pavement in that case and move them to a grassy area. Um, Or, you know, just wait for, you know, the day to get a little bit cooler before you take them out for maybe, say, a little bit of a longer walk or so. Okay,
2: thanks. Great. Well, thank you, Bradley, and thank you for all the helpful information. And if anyone needs to get in touch with you, how do they best do that?
5: So um, they could give us a phone call at 570-587-7777, or they can look at our website uh, for more information. And our website can be found at B-R-E-C-P-A
2: dot com. Great. Well, thank you again. Lynn, thank you. Everyone else, thanks for listening. Have a wonderful weekend. We'll see you next week. Be safe, and please be nice. Bye. Bye.
5: Bye-bye.